Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are we having fun yet? As adults with families, real responsibilities, real stress, and lack of time, it's really easy to forget to have some fun. If your family is suffering from a lack of fun, maybe you need to overhaul your family culture like we have been. Today, we're going to share all about our year of fun. Welcome to About Progress. I'm Monica Packer a regular mom and recovering perfectionist who uncovered the truest model to dramatic but lasting personal growth. It's progress made practical. Join us to leave the extremes behind and instead learn how to do something to grow in ways that stick. If you like this podcast, then you'll love my new course on habit formation outside of perfectionism. It's called the Sticky Habit Method. It's been a joy to see how many women are already in this course and what they're getting out of it. You can join us at aboutprogress.com slash sticky habit method. I tend to get my best ideas while I'm driving around in the passenger seat of our car, and January 1st of this year was no different. We were driving around town as a family, just trying to get out of the house, pretty sure it was a Sunday, right? Yep. 
I have my companion here already nodding. But yes, it was a Sunday. We were driving around and I get to just sit and think in the passenger seat. And that's when I had an aha. We needed to have more fun. In fact, I thought we should call our year the year of fun. Yoff for short. Now, I want to back up a little bit. And even before I tell you more about what Yoff is, how you can create your own, I want to tell you the deeper reasoning behind why we needed to have more fun. And it's pretty simple, actually. Our family needed a dramatic overhaul of our family culture. So to help explain this and to share what we've been up to and how it's working, the ups and downs, I invited my husband, Brad, on the show for us to have a more conversational style episode today. And this is not to be a giant humble brag because it's not like we're riding off into the sunset as a family, but this episode is just designed to be helpful. If your family is like ours and after a couple of really hard years, you're in need of some major changes just like us. Welcome, Brad, back to the show. Thank you very much. So happy to be here in your About Progress studio. I feel like I'm the only like live guest you actually get. I think you honestly are the only live guest I've ever had. It's an honor and a privilege. Well, it's my honor. So we are here to Together to talk about our YAF, Year of Fun. But let's go back to the beginning and let's talk about what was so bad about our family's culture. So I thought I would just pose that question to you first. What was so bad about it? I just think that we focus, or we, I, I'm, I'm speaking mostly for me here. You can... Uh, <laughs> no, you can speak for us. I just feel like the priorities and the focus of our family were so much on schedules and on uh, like bedtime routines and on keeping the house clean. And so we were always so focused and wrapped up in those things that that was like the vast majority of my interactions with the children away from work was telling them what to do or trying to get them to complete a task. And, you know, we had a, a, a somewhat small home and six people living there. And so it's very easy for the house to get messy. And I'm not a clean person, but I am a cleaner. And so I felt like whenever I was walking around, it was like, oh, this stuff's not put away. Like, hey, kid number three, come put away this mess that you made. Or if someone was dumping out blocks, like right away, we were like, oh, no, like we just know that's going to be a mess for them to clean up later. So I was always wrapped up in those things. And if we were trying to figure out what to do or where to go, if we wanted to go on a little adventure, we would think, well, what about bedtime? Like, we can't go out and have fun right now because it's already 6.30 and we shouldn't have them get in the shower. And so we were, or I was just always wrapped up in that routine. And so it just wasn't fun. It wasn't fun for me. It wasn't fun for the kids because that was what the priority and what the focus was. And I think that when Monica mentioned that, you know, we had this, um, epiphany on January 1st of like, we need to have more fun. I think if we go back a little bit, I mean, we spent, as, as some of your listeners may know, the, the bulk of COVID, you know, we had, we had uh, left our home in California. We were so lucky and fortunate to be able to move in with Monica's family while we, um, while we renovated a home. And we always looked ahead to that as like, hey, when we finally get in our home, that's when we're going to have finally enough space for our family big enough yard for a family. We're finally going to be able to just like live free and be ourselves. 
And then at the end of last year, we moved into home and we found that we still were having the, the, the same stress, the, the same stress and the same problems. And we, and it was almost like, Hey, like, this isn't what we signed up for. This isn't what we were planning on getting when we realized, Oh my goodness, like the getting caught up in the routines remains, even though we're in this, we're in this home. And we always saw that as the point when things would end. And so we almost realized like, Hey, you know, you know the haunted house movies where someone is in a haunted house and then they move and then they think, okay, we're good. But then it's, it's not that the house was haunted. It's that they were haunted or being oh, followed yeah. by a, by a, a demon or whatever. We're like, okay, <laughs> our house isn't haunted. The parents are haunted. So we need to make a change to have fun. It's not a matter of just changing locations. It's, we need to do something different. Do something. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's really interesting to have your perspective because I do see it's almost like the cart got put before the horse in our family in terms of just trying to always be on top of things um, was getting in the way of us actually having relationships and a sound family culture. And when I think culture, I, I just mean who we define ourselves to be as a family, the the values that we live by. Um, that's not just like what we're taught, what we teach or what we talk about, but actually how we live. And it just seemed like... I mean, if we're going to talk about the factors at play, I mean, it was just a really, really stressful time. I don't think anyone lived outside of a shiz hit the fan lifestyle like we we did too. We all experienced that in the world. Um, and for us, it definitely felt that way. And I think the stress of what we've just been through the past couple of years, in addition to having special needs kids and trying to homeschool in the basement while both working and all of our money going into a, a kitchen renovation that just kept, or not kitchen, that was, that was years ago, a house renovation that just kept, you know, spiraling thanks to COVID and the cost there. It was just, there were dark times. I mean, let's talk about the bigger factors too, because I think we can give ourselves more credit. Like, they were hard, dark times. And like you said, when we moved into this new house, those times didn't disappear because our kids were living that way too kids were stressed. Our kids were just not living out the values that I think we'd want or to have to create the relationships and the memories with each other and with us that I wanted them to remember. And I think because we as parents were just stretched so thin, then we just did not have the the, the energy or the enthusiasm or the desire to do fun things. So if the kids came to us and asked like about adventures we could have or doing fun things, our first thought was like, we're, we're so tired. We don't have the energy to do that. And so we would, you know, deny them the opportunities to have fun because we were just barely keeping it together. And I yeah. think that we look back on our own childhoods. And that, that was another thing that was kind of eye opening as I thought back. I'm like, was, did I see my parents this stress all the time? Were they, was the vast majority of my interactions with them, them telling me like what to do and to do my chores and to clean up and to go to bed and to, uh, to go to sleep or I, I remember it being more fun. I remember there being more adventures that we did or more positive interactions. And I, and we did not want our kids to look back and have those be their, their core memories is just stressful times that weren't very much fun. Yeah. I see. I think a good way to, to sum up just this whole realization for us is it was time for some healing for our family and it was a time for over, an overhaul of our family culture and to just really stand by the values that we have, which for me were about connection and joy and friendship instead of 
stress and um, limited time and anxiety, and I'm sure other things. So, you know, we have been, so January 1st, it was decided year of fun. And I'm going to talk people through some of the steps we went through to create a year of fun. But essentially what it is, is we're just trying to have more fun together. That's really as simple as it is. And that includes within our home. It includes local adventures, um, simple ones, and includes more like outside of our local sphere too, but not as much of those. Um, but we, I think it's, it's been going okay so far. So let's say this is, we're at the beginning of our fifth month into it. How would you say it's going? Better, (laughs) better. And I think it's because we made a determination that, Hey, this is what we want to do. And it's going to require us to do things differently. We need to make a change. And so we need to go out of our way to try and have more fun. And part of that was making sure we were getting out and and doing things, that we were going on walks, that we're going on hikes, that we're having little adventures. Monica's been good about planning, like, you know, spring break, instead of us staying at home, making sure we can go somewhere that's different and expose the kids to other areas and, you know, make, make the trip a, a focal fun point. And, and I think we've kind of taken a step back on stressing out so much about the scheduling and bedtimes and routines and the cleanliness. Like, yeah, we, we still keep a clean house and they still are responsible for their chores and for picking up after themselves. But I'm not finding myself freaking out quite as much when, you know, I walk in a room that has recently had a tornado go through. It's like, okay, you know what? The, those Legos will get picked up at some point. I don't need to like go find where they are outside, get them to come back in and clean it up because they're having fun and it's ultimately not that big of a deal if there's a little bit of disarray. And so I think allowing ourselves that freedom to not be 100% on top of things has been like step one in creating more fun, which seems like so basic in the bare minimum, but it's made a noticeable difference. I think so too. Um, I think we'll share some more like actual ideas of what we've been up to, but just my general point of view of, you know, just our beginning of fifth month into this, I think it is making a difference. And I think we noticed it pretty soon in that we could see our kids were beginning to be, um, have more fun together, to giggle more, to have more patience, less frustration, although those are still totally there. They have not gone away. Um, but I have seen a difference. And to me, it's not just what I see, it's what I feel. And I think it's what our kids likely feel too. Things just don't feel as wound up tight around here. And I can begin to see um, some of those friendships forming better in ways I was so hopeful to see. Um, Anything you would add to that before we share some ideas of what we've been doing? And then I'll share more of a process for them to use as well. Well, I guess I'd be kind of commenting on uh, on both of those things is... I feel like part of it has just been saying yes more. Mm. And what's funny is that the Johnson Files are my my favorite follow. Um, (laughs) Sean just interviewed his mom on Insta stories and posted it like a day or two ago and asked her for one of her parenting advices. And she said uh, one of the main things is just to say yes more, Mm. which I thought was really interesting is that, you know, just part of it was giving kids freedom and part of it is that, you know, when you're saying no less often, when you do say no, it is, your kids will know it's for, it's for a good reason. And so like last night, as an example, 
Um, our kid, is bedtime really hard for everyone else, so or is it just hard. us? But we feel like everyone, each one of our kids goes through phases where they just are they they just don't go to sleep right away, and they find reasons for getting out of bed. Reference to the Johnson Files again for that video where they show the kids coming up with all the reasons they, they they're not going to sleep yet, and it's just. It's tough because Monica and I, you know, we do a lot of our work at night. And so we're, the bedtime routine is important so we can get some of our stuff done. Um, and so last night, our youngest, who is really bad right now about staying he's in bed. He's always been bad. He's our worst sleeper. But he's such a charmer that when he, he comes up with these dumb reasons, you can't help but kind of smile and be like, oh, he's so cute. Instead of like, oh, buddy, just go to sleep. So he comes up last night uh, an hour after he'd gotten in bed and he'd already come up a handful of times and he said, hey, dad, I'm scared. Will you come play the, the guitar? And I think that outside of the year of fun, I would have been like, no way, because bedtime was an hour ago, bud. And I know that this is going to keep you up. But year of fun. And I just heard <laughs> that video with the council to say yes. So I'm like, OK, mm -hmm. fine. I will. I will go get my guitar. I will go downstairs and this will be a fun experience. And I had been playing just for a minute when, you know, I was playing for the room where our two youngest boys share and have a bunk bed. And within a minute, our oldest boy came from his room because he wanted to sit in and be a part of things and only played and sang like two or three songs for them. And and they sang along and our, our boy that plays drums was like drumming on the bed and on the on the post. And as I left like everyone was happy. It was fun. It was a, it was a good experience. I get upstairs and our daughter who is on a whole different floor was telling me that she heard and that she was singing along to the songs that we were playing. And I just thought, wow, that is, that's the year of fun. That's, mm. that's what saying yes does. Um, but then the drawback I'll keep going. is that <laughs> it completely set this little dude off and, uh, well, he, he kept on coming up with reasons to come upstairs. Yeah. It did not help him calm down and go to sleep. So. Well, that's also because he'd accidentally taken an earlier nap. So that's what happens for that. So let's give ourselves grace. I, I feel like, um, you know, speaking of grace, let's just acknowledge it was a, it was a couple years of survival and we were ready to move past it into healing. And I will say, regardless of where your family is on that spectrum of survival slash healing or fun, whatever it is, um, I hope this can just give you a little hope that the small things you do really do matter because we do see the difference. Um, next up, we'll share some of our ideas on what we've been doing and on top of playing the guitar when requested, as well as some tips we have on how, what you can do to create your own summer or fall or six months or year of whatever it is that your family needs to overhaul your own family culture. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, we're back. So let's talk about just some general things we've been doing. Let's start small and kind of zoom out. Um, and that will be relevant to the tips we give too. I think one of the things we first started to do was to just play Uno. <laughs> just playing Uno. Most days, somehow, some way, and Brad was really good about doing that. We we said maybe what was it called? Like after dinner fun or 
Family yeah. fun time. Yeah, just any sort of activity which would get us together doing something, interacting. That After dinner. Be fun, yeah. After dinner and they got ready for bed. So Uno, we bought other games. I I went and bought a ton of cooperative games that our therapist recommended. We Some of my kids um, see an amazing counselor. Um, so we got some of her games that she uses with them, like Gnomes at Night. It's like a really cooperative game. Mm-hmm. Um, so games. Um, what else? Let's start small. L- little things like, I mean, our, our kids love music. And so they have been able to create their own Spotify playlist where we, you know, let them loose and they can pick the songs they want. And then that's what we'll listen to in the car when we're going for a longer drive or heading up to the in-laws for dinner. They get to listen to their playlist and then they get excited when it's each kid, when the songs they've chosen have popped up and they're interested to see what everyone else has chosen. Something really small, but it's been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just little things like going on a walk each Sunday. Um which has been nice. Uh, we already talked about family fun time lip syncs. For some reason, our kids like that. We haven't done that one in a while, though. Uh, any other ideas kind of more like easy to low, low hanging fruit? Say yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, say yes. I think just allowing ourselves to kind of be silly. Family um, Friday movie night with popcorn. I mean, these are things like we had been doing here and there, but very inconsistently. So a lot of this was like bringing things back that we knew we liked as a family. Um, This is dumb, but lately, um, Monica and I sent each other Instagram reels or little videos that we find funny. And I noticed that, I mean, just one day I, I was looking through the messages of everything that I'd sent Monica. And then I think one of the kids like peered over my shoulder. And then I bas- we basically learned that they just giggle nonstop if we go through four or five of these videos we've shared back and forth of various like family funny, friendly reels, funny things. And then, and so now one of the things they'll ask for is like, Hey, mom, dad, pull up this particular video and we'll pull it up from the message stream of what we sent back and forth. And then they just giggle and cackle and thinks it, think it's so funny. And it's just an enlightening or enlightening uplifting for them just to be able to laugh and see something like wholesome and funny and silly but there's connectivity in that we connect connectivity mm-hmm. in that we all are watching and laughing at it together. And it almost becomes a little bit of an inside joke where we all know what that video is and we can reference it and, and they giggle. Yeah, they do love that. And I think just overall, it's just trying to find the moments where we can just be more present and actually together. You know, phones are put away, books are put away. We're, we're just spending even a, just a few minutes with our full attention one of our favorite traditions is at dinner we do good thing hard thing and again we did this before the pandemic slipped off while we were not living in our own home and to bring that back and actually have dinner together around the table um and then just hear one good thing that happened that day and one hard thing has been really great too so now zooming out to some other things it's just like adventures it's just sim- still simple going to a park um, what are the things that we've done? We've gone to the local rec center to swim on a Saturday as a family. Um, what else can you remember? I think, I think it's also what we're not doing and it's just trying not to stress over the little things. Yeah. Picnics. Um, we've gone up to the Capitol. We're trying to like do just more local things. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're still relatively new to Salt Lake and so just going on drives and, 
one thing we like doing is like pointing out on a street like which house we like the most and the kids will do that too and even when we are like silently driving the four-year-old randomly will say like that's the house i like or that's my house yeah and they usually have like an ice cream cone for mcdonald's in hand too um so yeah local things like that just finding ways to to get out there um one of our weird things on our year of fun was actually doing more extracurricular activities which actually doesn't sound fun but it has been our kids have been out of that world um so now we are in the busy season of you know even just two kids doing a couple sports but i we can see how fun it is for them to do but also for us to be there as a family supporting them has also helped with the culture part like we are people we are we are a family who cheer each other on we are there for each other we support each other um and then we also have like bigger things we went to saint george and we have some other things on our list that we would like to do this year um like, I don't know, one of the kids said they want to go to a national park, by the way, which made me really happy. So <laughs> they've, they've stuff been like successfully that. brainwashed. Yeah, we're not doing too much out of town. I mean, we're still kind of recovering from this renovation. But I, I think this is probably the biggest takeaway is it really is small. It can be affordable. It doesn't have to take too much time. So, okay, anything to add there in terms of ideas before I share some tips? Uh, no, not for me right now. Okay, we'll share some highs and lows too in a moment or like what's what's one of your favorite things we've done. So keep that in mind while I kind of share some tips here and then we're going to hear some of Brad's highs and my highs as well. Like what have been our favorite things we've done so far, our favorite memory. Okay, if you are ready to overhaul your family culture, you don't have to do a year of fun, but you can do um, these kind of tips to help you create your own plan and path to overhaul your culture. And the first step is to get real about where your culture is right now. Get real about what happened. Why is that the case? Like maybe you're in survival mode like we were. Maybe someone had health problems or mental health problems, or maybe just life got so busy or, or you kind of drifted away. Just to get real about that. Also, to get real about what feelings are missing in your family right now. Um, that was one, it sounded like I was getting emotional. It's just more like I was, I was say, having like wow, an allergy the, attack. You're having a moment here. <laughs> um, like, what feelings are you missing? That's a great place to start. We were missing fun. That's why we decided the year of fun. But maybe other years we'd be like missing, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what other things can go in there. Uh, spirituality, maybe, or. Uh, silliness you get to decide so what kind of feelings are missing and then think about what kind of family culture do you want to have and i shared a few times out to me that was pretty value centric so you can get clear on that as a family what what kind of culture do we want to have what values do we care about what do we want to be known for but also how do we want to feel as a family the next step i have for you after getting real is to decide on a sort of theme whether it's for a summer or a fall or a few month period, or even for a whole year, you can do this mid-year, by the way. It doesn't have to be January. You don't have to wait till January. What's a kind of theme you can have and decide as a family that is related to the get real part? After that, the next step I have for you, and the, the next three are the only, the last three also, but they also um, go back to some main tools that I use in this community and in my coaching. And this first tool is to cast a vision. And this is where I would advise you to conduct a shoot for the stars kind of brainstorm with all the family members on what you can do to meet your theme. 
and to rebuild your culture. And our brainstorm was pretty intense. I mean, we had things like Brad and I were going to go to New York. We were going to go to Yellowstone. We were going to go to Disneyland. We were going to go all these big places. And most of those things are now off our list, which is okay because we're having sprinklers put in instead. But there were, it was nice to shoot for the stars and, and doing that. And I just did it with my kids for the summer plans as I was able to hear more of what they're intrigued by. And most of it is just small stuff we can do around here. Like one of our kids wants to have a barbecue night with friends. And I thought that was awesome. While another kid wanted to go back and visit California. So it was just nice to, to hear what was important to them. So you cast a vision with a shoot for the stars brainstorm. Then after that, I want you to zoom out in terms of narrowing down a real plan. And and this is still a bigger picture plan about some big things that you would like to do, some kind of bonding events. And this can still be local. Like maybe you want to go to a certain splash pad or maybe you want to attend a certain play. Oh, that was one of the things we did. We went to like the family symphony day. That was so fun. At least it was for me. Um, You know, so it can be things like that. What are some bonding events that you would like to put on a calendar? So after you zoom out with some bigger bonding events, then zoom in to where you are as a family and how you can settle in on some realistic and regular rituals, habits, and traditions that you can install that will help that culture shift. So I'm going to review those. Get real, decide on a theme, cast a vision, zoom out with some big picture bonding events, and then zoom in to some some ways that you can start right here, right now in an easy, more regular way. Okay, that was a lot. So let's end on some highlights for them. Do you have any that come to mind? I can see that you were writing a few things there. Well, a couple of them we already mentioned. One was, you know, we, we're, we're not used to the winter being, you know, so cold. And so we went indoor swimming at the local rec center a couple of times. And that was unusual to say, like, hey, put on your swimsuits. It's 30 degrees, but we're going to go jump in a pool. And, and the kids loved that. And it was something we were able to do only for like an hour or so. But they had fun. And there was you never a, have to go long. That's my thing. It's like an hour is awesome. We'll be happy with an hour. I think giving ourselves the grace to know that, yeah, the length doesn't make the event. You do it as long as it is uh, productive and people are having fun. And then you pull the plug as soon as you're ready to move on. And so that was not something we'd normally do. And it was fun for the kids. And then just anything that get, gets you out of the house, like they finished uh installing a skate park just a mile or so from us and so a handful of times i've grabbed the kids and we just drive and park there and watch all these young kids try skating and it's been really fun for them to to see that it's small it's simple but it's us getting out of the house the kids have been talking about wanting to do a camp out and it still is probably too cold to camp outside overnight for us right now or not for normal people, but our kids get cold really easily. So we set up the tent in the basement and then pulled out a couple sleeping bags and all four kids slept in there overnight and had a reading party and they loved that and it was fun. Three out of the four wet the sleeping bags, but you <laughs> win some, you lose some. Small and simple. And then the last thing I'd add is um, we try and feed into whatever our kids are passionate about and 
for our family, it's Star Wars. And and I yeah. guess really where does that passion stem from? It's us brainwashing them it's into you. I did not get into Star Wars growing up. I love it. It's a liking Star Wars. And so the Book of Boba Fett was on Disney Plus and episodes came out every week and the kids loved it. And so a lot of our fun was uh enveloped in watching the episodes together and then we'd talk about it through the week and we'd guess what was going to happen next and then they would get all excited when it was hey new episode let's watch book of boba fett something small but it was something they they cared about something dad cares about and so it became a a fun family bonding experience and there's got to be things that your own kids if you have them are passionate about that you could feed into and I don't know like when there was something I loved when I was a kid and my parents supported me in that or they faked liking it as well it made me feel good I am really excited about this summer and you know coincidentally I I mentioned this a little bit I alluded to it that my kids and I took some time to brainstorm tonight I I let Brad hurry and sneak away to the gym so we could record um, but he and I had already brainstormed a few things together too. Is I'm I'm excited for the summer because we were able to do that together. We were able to do our shoot for the stars part, and it is um, kind of a good way for me to uh, recommit to the year of fun. Because even though I think we were doing pretty well with being very intentional, we kind of drifted away from the intentionality piece, and I think we're ready to to do that again. Um, so I'm going to share a, a little do something challenge for people today, and it's to just do one small thing that you can start with their family, um, like a small tradition. For me, maybe I would suggest do Uno, like get some Uno cards or maybe a movie night on Fridays or a popcorn on Saturdays or a Sunday walk. One small tradition that you can put in place for your family. And uh, my own commitment, and I'm just going to report in here, is to do more of the family fun time after dinner because that's one I, I I do need to work at night and so I, I'm tired already and I need to I have that urgency of like I have an hour to work and I need to get this stuff done after they go to bed um so there's kind of a little bit of that like let's let's do this let's get them to bed but I, I would like to just spend even five minutes doing some family family fun time what about you Brad any one place you would suggest they start or one small tradition that you would advise I was gonna say just kind of what we had already mentioned earlier, like go back to your kids, go back to your spouse and find out what they enjoy doing, what they're passionate about, what they want to do, and then find ways to plan around that. Find ways to incorporate that into, you know, big adventures and small adventures, nightly routines or bigger things. Love that advice. So that's it for our kind of accountability podcast episode on this, but also I hope what it can do is to help you feel like you're not so alone if your family is struggling with how you're feeling, how you're functioning, and to also give you a different sort of pathway to to restore it and to heal it. And we're on our way. We still have work to do, that's for sure. Maybe we'll do another kind of um, report in, I don't know, in the fall sometime to share how things are going that way. But I'm grateful that we've been able to have this healing so far, and I'm excited for what can come. And I'm excited that you were able to be part of this episode, Brad, and along the ride too. So thanks for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me on. 
All right, my friends, I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants that you need to grow. Just a few reminders for you. The progress pointers are going to be sent out via email to our go-getter newsletter. You can get on that by going to aboutprogress.com slash go-getter. And that's where you'll hear all of my tips. That's what the progress pointers are. The get real, um, decide on a theme, cast a vision, zoom out, zoom in. That will be all detailed for you in this coming week's newsletter. So get on that. And if this episode was helpful for you, I would love your help in return. If you could share it with a friend and if you share on Instagram, you link to that an episode and you tag me in about progress, you get automatically submitted to our monthly giveaway. And beyond just sharing, if you can leave a rating and review on Spotify or Apple podcasts, it does so much to help the show. Thank you so much for listening, my friends. Now go and do something with what you learned today. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.